yeah, I don't think most people need to take such crazy, um, make such massive changes in their life just to start a business. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 10 of Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most feel better. On today's episode, we have Erica Leary on. She's the business owner consultant. She helps businesses find that extra 10K that they didn't know was there. And uh, I'm so happy that she's on the show. She explains how she started two businesses and so much more. Um, So I'm just going to let us get right into it. So I'll talk to you guys in the uh, after the episode. Erica. Give me the 30-second pitch about yourself. Um, So, my name is Erica Leary. I am the founder of the Power Profit Formula. And are we recording already? Yeah. Sorry. Um, Okay, my name is Erica Leary. I am the founder of Power Profit Formula. And I help entrepreneurs, local businesses, increase their revenue and get more appointments. That's amazing. Now, obviously, I I have had you provide me with a little bio about you, a little quick journey. And you left your country or you left a country without any knowledge just to be like, yeah, you know what? Peace out. Wild hair. (laughs) Peace out, wild hair. I'm Donald ducking it. Um, So what made you decide to pack up and just go, you know what, I'm going to start a new journey? I think it was a combination of things. I think probably all entrepreneurs at one point in time or another kind of go through that, you know, I want to say midlife crisis, but I wasn't in midlife crisis at the point. But um, basically I knew I was done with corporate. I didn't want to do that anymore. I had this burning desire to learn Spanish my entire life. So um, hence the Spanish route. So I went to Panama, jumped on a plane, came over, had um, really no Spanish, didn't really know anybody, didn't know what I was going to (laughs) do. Great plan. So far, I'm loving this plan. Apparently it worked out because now you're an international you know, business consultant, you know, helping businesses increase in 45 minutes, at least 45% of their business. You know, um, I love your book, How I Found 10K in 45 Minutes is a genius title, I must say. Thank you. Um, I was in the process of reading it, but then I was distracted, but I got, got fairly far in it. And I have to say, easy, breezy read. It's not difficult, simple concept. So I thank you for that because as a simple man, you know, complex things may not always be the best, but so you decided you packed up, went to Panama, right? I did. So I I think um, at the beginning, I had no idea what I was going to do. I started teaching English because that was the easiest thing to do. Seems like it, you know, foreign country, I'm English. You need English. I can help you. Well, I couldn't get any kind of job because I didn't speak the language. So yeah, that was like the only thing I could do. So, um, I started teaching English and I had never taught before either. And I fell in love with teaching. Just, I was, you know, through me and literally I called um, a place and they said, okay, you can start tomorrow. And I was like, okay, great. (laughs) No idea what I was doing. But the worst thing was I had never done like public transportation, which for anybody who lives in a foreign country, this sounds like so ridiculous. But to an American who's driven her whole life, it was like traumatizing. So I was very stressed out about the whole, like, how am I going to get there? Because it was literally like across town. And anyway, trying to get a taxi was like a feat in and of itself. It was probably an hour to get a taxi to take me to where I wanted to go. Anyway, by the time I got there, I just, they were like, okay, you're going to teach this class. It's four hours long, no books. (laughs) I was like, gotcha. So I'm putting on Titanic for the first half. Maybe Lord of the Rings. (laughs) I didn't. I stood in front of the classroom and I think I was so nervous about like the taxi ride that I forgot to be nervous that I had no idea what I was doing and didn't know how to teach. And so I just got up in front of the classroom and I guess I just 
was a born teacher because I loved it. I loved it. I made up stuff like pulled <laughs> like it a out normal of teacher does. Yes. Stuff, pulled it out of thin air and taught those kids English. And I still have from like my first classes, people come back to me now like, oh, my God, you were the best teacher. <laughs> like, that, if you only knew <laughs> that I'm sorry, is the best compliment you can re- I, I did some teaching when I was younger. I was a we have a company called Mad Science here in uh, Canada that teaches science in educational ways to the kids. Oh, good. They need that. Yeah. And so like they do, um, they to understand rockets. They have the kids build a rocket, you know, and it, we actually launch it. I've launched over a hundred rockets. That's and let me awesome. tell you, that's mainly was the reason why I got the job because I got to launch rockets, <laughs> build and hey. launch rockets, right? And that's why the kids also learned because yeah. you thought it was fun. Yeah. So I, I get the love of teaching, especially uh, kids because they're so most of them are so open to it and they just they're just absorbent of the knowledge so yes I, I get it how you can fall in love with it because when you get that group or you get those kids that you just oh, it's amazing it is so long story short I'm on a plane back to the states or here I can't even remember which way and I'm at the airport and I'm an avid reader I had nothing to read and this is the one and only time in my entire life like before and after never again um, I bought a book in the airport um, you know those airport yeah, stores or whatever books and exactly and that's why I never bought a book there but this one time I for, don't know why I didn't have a book and I bought the four-hour work week <laughs> Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week. That's a, that's an essential book. I have to pick it up. I haven't picked it up yet, but I know. I have oh, to pick it up. it's an amazing. I know. If you I know haven't I'm behind. read it, if you haven't read it, just let me synopsis real quick because what happens is a lot of people that don't read it think it's like okay, I'm gonna sit on the beach and put my feet up and I'm gonna work four hours a week. And it's not about that. It's about how. First of all, it's about the the idea which for me was everything. Like I had, I, I studied marketing and I loved marketing, but I didn't go into marketing because I didn't understand like how, like how you did it in a company. The only yeah. way I saw in a company was like creating ads and stuff and it wasn't my thing. So um, I, I didn't really get it at that point. And it, when I read this book, it was like, click, loved it, loved it. So I originally went into, um, this was back in the day when that book came out, this was said this, there were only hardback books. So I, my original um, business was digital marketing because that's, you know, the only thing I can think of, that's what it was. So I did websites, SEO, (laughs) all of that stuff. And I outsourced, that's what the book was about. And exactly. And I loved it. So Eventually, I kind of combined the two sort of passions and over time learned a lot more. Like I told you, I studied marketing, but I also like really, really kind of geeked out on marketing and thought it was fun. So all the time I was on the computer studying marketing and then I kind of merged the two. And that's sort of how the consulting started. Hey, it it was, worked out apparently. It did. It did. And and. I think like you were saying about the rockets, I think when you do something that's so much fun to you, you know, people understand that and people kind of can see that you're into it. And, and most people don't geek out on marketing. Like most people don't find that fun or interesting. And so, you know, to learn from somebody who's like, Oh my God, you know, this is blah, blah, blah. And that's how I am. Like, I love the marketing stuff and Hey, why don't you do this with your company? And this is the best way you can do this. And that's that. And people don't want to study it. They just want you to say, you know, these are probably the best ideas that you could do. And for me, it's fun. Give me the shortcuts. I don't have time. Exactly. Exactly. I love marketing uh, as well because I love the psychology behind it. That's what it is. It's so fun. It's like a massive puzzle. I think for me, I love the Big Mac. I always talk about McDonald's because I love McDonald's, but the whole concept of McDonald's I think is so cool. I mean, I love the Big Mac and I know like in my brain that it is not the best hamburger I've ever eaten. I know it isn't, but why do I crave the Big Mac? Like all the time. I love it. And I crave it. And I, I think the golden arches and it just, to me, it's the, it's the, like the, the social science psychology behind the whole thing is so fascinating. Oh, it is. It's, it's one of the, for me, cause I come from a sociology anthropology 
background. Um, mm -hmm. So I like looking at how ads have changed over how ads have changed society, but also how society has changed advertising. Yes. Yes. You have that like in the 80, you, if we look at McDonald's, right, this guy bought it from the family and marketed it, it as the fast food place to go. He's like, this is our promise. This is what we're going to deliver. And he delivered on the golden promises, his golden arches, you know, and the psychology of how they exponentially grew to be like one of the, well, it really is, it's the lasting fast food restaurant in the world, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, Like it is. It's like, I mean, no matter what country you go to, that is one word everybody knows. Mm -hmm. It's, I think they did an amazing job uh, marketing and like just studying their marketing over the, from the beginning to now probably would be like, take double the time because there's so much nuance into their, their marketing. And Coca-Cola. Yeah. Coke doesn't hurt. Coca-Cola doesn't hurt <laughs> to have that marketing budget behind it as well. But, and, and their marketing talking about like their advertising and stuff is so, um, almost cliche and how they do it, you know, totally to the emotional side, but it works, you know, uh, they, if, if they're doing it and they're spending millions of dollars on it, it must be working or something's somehow they're seeing a correlation. So I love, I love that idea that uh, going after the emotional side of marketing that helps as well as going through statistical, you know, for some people. Right. Right. So cool. So, you, you, you started, you, you bridged your love of teaching, your love of marketing, brought them together, created this amazing business. And I'm guessing from the wind, you're either in, uh, still in Panama, I take it. <laughs> so yeah, I spend most of my time here in Panama and um, I love it. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. So I do most of my business in Atlanta, Southeast region some northeast okay. but most of it is in yeah i i don't do i don't do much i'm not going to say i don't do any because i do do some but i don't do much in uh panama most of it is in the united states Makes or sense. more international yeah okay and judging that you're living because uh we just had a a guest on earlier in the week uh who who was from who now lives in oh he lives is it Puerto Rico or the Dominican? He lives in another, he, he also retired pretty much down to an island or like a, a sunny tropical destination. And this is just proving to me that I need to one, retire to a sunny destination. Two, I need to get my digital marketing on. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I'm kind of like the, um, I'm kind of like, what do they call it? The shoe, the snowboard. No, the guy that makes the shoes, his um, oh, shoe kids always wear the, the, the worst shoes. Yeah. The yeah. The like I know what to do and I don't really do much of it myself either because when I first started, I did the digital marketing and then it just kind of went, you know, word of mouth and stuff like that. And, um, um, I, I started a little bit of outreach and stuff and it was enough to keep me going. So of course, no, like if you provide like another guest we had on, he said customer service, he's the doctor of customer service, pretty much. He's a former chiropractor that uses customer service to increase business. And I love the fact, like I was reading your book, you, he doesn't believe in marketing either. Like he says, you have to market, but like you can do this, just provide great customer service. You're going to provide even better, get better results. And it, which is true. I think it depends on like the size of your company and where you want it to be. I own a, um, I own a language school that was a brick and mortar and I moved it into a, um, an online business pivot. I did the massive pivot. That, that's a big pivot. Over um, COVID. And so I am now in the process of it's kind of interesting and it was fun because that company, I did the same thing. Like when I first started it, my, my um, target was like five mile radius. I did a little bit of advertising and that was it, but I didn't have to do much really to, to fill. It was a little bitty place to fill what I wanted to do. Yada, yada, yada. However, now it is a totally different ball game. I've pivoted it 
And now I have taken like my own kind of advice, which I never really even looked at any of my businesses with my own business consulting kind <laughs> of side. And, and now I'm really like going full in on that business because now that it's online, it doesn't need to be a five mile radius. Now I can explode that business. And um, I think one of the other things that I do um, is I call it a line, but it is also like looking at your life and your business and kind of combining them to see, you know, where you're at, who you want to be, what you want to do. And everybody kind of needs to know like where they want to be in the end, but you know, like before the end, where do you want to go before you have in in 10 years years. type thing in 10 years type thing. And so when I look at myself and I know where I want to be in 10 years, you know, I, I know like, okay, my consultant can probably stay the same, grow a little bit, you know, I'm good with that. The other business, I can explode that Mm -hmm. business. Do I want to own a multi-million company, you know, dollar company? No, but can I make it that? Yes. And so my idea now is to actually make that company an exit. A company, an exit that I can I sell. I love it. I love yes. the, the entrepreneurial spirit is so deep in you. You're like, I have my consulting business. It's fine. It's doing good. But I have this other business. That all can- of a sudden like lights me up now. Yeah. Because before it would just, it sort of was there and it was running itself and I can hire teachers and I have mm-hmm. hire administrator and, you know, I can, I can have my fun with it. But it, it wasn't so exciting for me, really. Once it got, once I got it up and moving, it wasn't so exciting for me. However, now that I did the pivot and it's in my world, which I kind of find more exciting the whole online thing. Now I'm like, oh, now I'm starting to look at it from the business side. So, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's fun, and and I do think that it is something that is different for everybody because you know some people want to have you know an entire corporation underneath them i that's not me you know i moved to panama you know (laughs) for simplicity (laughs) right right i mean i remember um i was doing so one of my stints i came and then i went back and then i came and when i went back i didn't want to get a real job because um i was coming back yeah you knew you were going to be gone in six twelve months so So one of my girlfriends was running a like a temp agency at the time I'm like can you get me something temp for while I'm here I'm going back so anyway I worked for this um corporation the guy was like a Harvard grad the company was a billion he he was a billionaire the company was a multi-billion dollar company and the entire Jeff Bezos by any chance (laughs) this guy was so brilliant I mean he was so brilliant but anyway, the, the, the main company was over in India. This guy had just moved from Florida to Atlanta. And so it was literally like five guys. It was like the owner, the CFO, the, um, I don't remember the other titles, but just anyway. a whole bunch of titles and no one. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I was like, the, I, I don't even remember what I was. I was like the secretary admin. I don't know. I just did whatever they told me to do. So um, the guy, when I was leaving, they were trying to hire me on. And um, when I was leaving and the guy was like, why would you leave and go to a country where you were literally going to make pennies on the dollar? <laughs> It's a good question. To be fair. I hear you. I hear you. To a billionaire, it makes sense to ask that question. However, he doesn't know how much love you have and how much greatness you have down there and already created that wealth that's going to be created there. So, yeah. Well, at that moment, I had not. I had not started any business. I really, I mean, I had had a business prior to that, but I really, I I don't think I knew at that moment that I was an entrepreneur, you know? I mean, I probably should have. I mean, who like gets up and leaves their country and, that's That's kind of like the number one sign, like you're willing to take giant risks here's an entrepreneur, you know, like right, that's, right. that's a big risk to take, like going somewhere where, well, like I've, I've jumped on a plane for 72 hours, flew to England. That's not a big risk for me because everyone speaks English there. Why was it 72 hours? So <laughs> that's <a big laughs> first off, it's all I could get off from work <laughs> for my nine to five. Oh, I thought you meant the plane. I thought no, you meant God, you no, took no, like Jesus. plane after plane after plane no. for 72 hours. Holy cow. 
as an entrepreneur, I value my time. Yes. Exactly. So I'll allow one layover. That's it. And that's to Toronto because I'm in Montreal. So I go to Toronto, then over there. That's the layovers I like, unless it's like down to like New York and then over something like that. One layover. That's it. Or a straight flight. I can't, I can't do like 85 layovers and, or a layover for 10 hours in another city. No. So oh, no, no. funny. I love flying because I think it's like my time to read a book that I haven't read, to do like you know, Working. watch it, do a class that I have. No, I don't do, I don't do like real work. I do like watch a class that I wanted to watch, ah, you know, that kind of stuff. I do like yourself. fun. Yeah. Pure education, which to me is my fun time. <laughs> well, no, it's fair. I, I like educating as well as having the fun times, but like for me flying, I agree with you. Flying is a nice peaceful time, mm-hmm. but I need, like, I also value, like, I don't want to spend 20 hours in a flight when I right. can take no, a 10 I totally hour get flight. You. But the reason I went to London for 72 hours was one, all the time I could get off work, but two, I just wanted to see what, if I could do it by myself, like go into a city that I've never been into and can I survive, right? Because I've never done that. I'm I'm in Canada. That was awesome. Like Canadians are nice, period, end of discussion. Doesn't matter where you are across Canada. But like going to a different country, yes, it's England and the UK. (laughs) But still, it's a different country that I've never been to. It's uh, it's the furthest I've been from my house, you know, like, so for me, I understand. That. I get that passion to wh- why quit this job where the guy's probably going to pay you what nearly anything you want to hire you to go live in Panama. And but do what? Yeah. And do what? But you like, Panama's great. I love Panama. I enjoy what I was doing. I taught and I made a whole bunch of friends. I'm going back to Panama to teach. That's what I'm doing, you know, or whatever uh... you wanted to. So I love that that I, I get the entrepreneurial spirit and that, but it's amazing that you took a huge risk. Like I can't even fathom. <laughs> yeah. I don't think most people need to take such crazy, um, make such massive changes in their life just to start a business. I, I'm not like, you know, I know, I know everybody has their own personality. I don't advocate that at all. I, I think, you know, a lot of people would have to do it at night and on weekends until they yeah. got something. Totally get that. I mean, I totally get that. Yeah, no, but I, I think, I think the main point from that story is be open to change and don't be risk averse, be open to right. the risks. Cause yeah, it could have gone down in a fiery bowl, like when you went to Panama, but you have that experience and plus you have that story. You have a great story. If it failed, it's a great story, a cautionary tale. If it succeeds, it's a great story to tell everybody else. You know, like I went to Panama and now I have two multi-billion dollar businesses. (laughs) You know, that's the goal, you know. Not there quite yet, but. (laughs) You're going to get there. Like, look, you already know what you have to do to make your school a multi-million dollar business. So I'm not, multi-billion, it's there. Like you, I'm pretty sure you sell your business. You can then use that to say, hey, I use the same techniques I teach to sell this bill, million dollar business I just sold and built, you know? So you have another yeah. avenue that you can coach schools now, exactly. which is amazing. Exactly, yeah. So I typically work with um, like service-based businesses um, and uh, coaches. I, I, For me, I think they're fun. So that's yeah. like kind of my fun side. And then I do local service-based businesses. Which all local businesses need some help in marketing because and not many people um do business consulting for them because it's a hard business it's every single one is totally different which for me is fun Mm -hmm. but for a lot of people um you know they like to just do like if somebody just does dentists or somebody just does um you know, contractors or chiropractor or whatever. The reason I like to do a variety of different ones is because I think that sometimes when you bring in ideas from different industries, that kind of is what makes you or your company, your marketing (laughs) a little bit different. So those ideas, if you're, if you, um, work with just dentists, you know, you're always in that same industry mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. Okay. I get that, you know, clearly, you know, you get better and better and better, but I think in, as far as um, consulting or marketing or both, I think that having that diverse kind of Clear look yeah, and, and look at different businesses is I can help businesses in a way that somebody who, you know, niches down on just one business cannot. 
And so, you know, it depends on which side of the fence you're on. But I think in, um, I do sort of niche because I do local businesses mm-hmm. that are service-based, but. That, that niche, niche is yeah, yeah. small, but it's also huge and underserved. Right. Like right. Uh, the, the doctor of customer service, he, he looks at 50 people and employees. If you have 50 employees max, that's the businesses he go after. He goes after. Yeah, he doesn't want the massive ones. Yeah. Because it's it's more headache than it's worth. And there's bigger businesses going after them. So why compete with them when I can They have departments. I mean, most of them have entire departments to work on it. You know, it's a lot more fun to work on companies that don't have entire departments already doing it. Yeah. And because one, it, they don't need you, you as much. <laughs> yeah. They need they when they don't have a department, they desperately need you to help right. them out. But also, they don't have time as a business owner to think about this. Think about the digital marketing, how my sales page is going to look, or the squeeze page. I don't have time. Or like he reads a an article that's ten years old about squeeze pages, and it's <laughs> out of date. So when he starts putting it in, it doesn't work. So he's like, "Ah, oh, this is bullshit." But you come in and you go, "Look, do this, this, and this." Yeah, yeah. Or I'll get it done for them, which is what I end up doing for most because, I mean, let's be honest, you run your own business, I run too. I mean, you don't have time for that. You really just don't. You don't. You need need to know what you want to do and get it done. And that's it. Yeah, I know. I have, this is my technically third job my podcasting i have my digital my podcasting production company that i do plus i have my day-to-day job (laughs) so like i'm super packed yeah i'm packed like thursdays and tuesdays are probably my only day that i don't work but i'm working on my business (laughs) i'm working on everything else other than taking in clients so i understand the the hustle and grind that there is and yeah if someone else can take something off my plate exactly exactly yeah so and with podcasting, like with your business, you know that a lot of people that um, do their own podcasts, I mean, they can try to do it themselves all day long, but it's impossible. There's so much that goes into it. Oh, yeah. it's uh, So my first podcast that I did, I ended up being burnt out. I did it for four, about nearly four years, burnt me out because I was doing it all myself. I was handling the marketing. I was handling the editing. I was handling everything everything and I was just like oh my god and it was like I would record and then release so I would literally have less than 24 hours to do everything oh wow <laughs> yeah because I was smart that way now I'm like I'm gonna, rec- I'm gonna batch, batch record batch, batch. and then have a week to work on it so and break it up into seasons so that like if anything hiccups I, I still have a time between seasons you know um, usually a month so like that's really great Oh, you do? You take a month off in between your seasons? Yeah, so except for season one and two, <laughs> which I should have thought of before, <laughs> but I'm learning. We it's all re- evolve. Yeah, it's every 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 episode is an evolution of previous. So like I've learned, like having that month off between, one, it allows me to breathe and not be like, okay, I have to put out a and podcast. And not burn out. Yes, the main point is not burning out. Um, so. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, batch recording is something I do. Next season, season three, I'm going to have two weeks instead of a full month. So people like, boom, these are your two weeks to record in. Choose time wisely. Yeah, so, yeah. So that can actually help me too. But what's great about podcasting, it's another avenue of digital marketing. And a good one. Oh, it's a great one. Like, I, I literally, I am like a podcast addict. Have you I ever love thought podcasts. of starting your own? I have, but like we just talked about, it's a lot of work and it's something you really need to be committed to. And I actually um, have thought about it for the other business as well. <laughs> I could literally send you a folder that I have for my clients that will actually get you started on a podcast. Or it's, it's a simple uh, podcast pitch, I call it. And it just tells you exactly what you need to do to figure out what your podcast is about. And once you know what your podcast is about, there's a questionnaire for the first hundred episodes. I I would love that. That would I'll be definitely, awesome. Definitely send it over to you after the I episode. probably I probably have like at least the beginning parts of what I need to do already settled out, but it's, I it's actually podcast- I have a microphone already. I've got the <laughs> see what's really interesting about, about podcasting. It, just- yeah. This is all you technically need. You just need your phone and headphones. Now, the quality won't be there. 
obviously. But if you want to test it, do it like right. that. Do right. 33 episodes. See if you can get 33 episodes. And it, then you can continue. And someone as genius as you as digital marketer, you already know that you have a history of digital marketing experience you can talk about. You have your school that you can talk about and get your yeah. students on and provide extra educational material for them. But also you can talk about the growth of your biz of the pot of uh, the school and do it yeah. as a, a case study that would I've, I've thought about actually doing that because that would be a really cool thing for people starting off to want to follow yeah no it's a genius idea and you, uh what's great about the only thing is is like i would have to hold myself to do all the stuff that i say I'm gonna do. well yeah there's and that because too. it's my own business shoemaker <laughs> i may do it i may not that's why I am alive. Um, all I need That's is content. So funny. I actually do it for one of my clients. He's a he's a thirty seven year old uh, millionaire, retired millionaire from stocks, pretty much. And I I handle nice. his podcast. I'm like, here's all the information. He's in the process of recording, and it's like. Just record the episodes, and I'll take care of the rest. And give it to me. Yeah. See, that's nice. Because yeah. I know how much work it is. Exactly. But I also know who to go to to take care of most of the work for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 really great uh, to get that. But enough about like me selling you on podcasting because that's not important. <laughs> um, everybody knows how important podcasting is. Um, I want to get more into your like the digital marketing what would be okay here three tips for someone who wants to either start their own school of language since you've you've apparently been able to do that or start their own digital marketing agency what would be one of you choose either one maybe three tips that you would wish you were told when you started Okay, so this is probably not even going to have anything to do with life itself, but I would say number one thing you really want to do is um, figure out where you want to be and what you want to do, because I think a lot of people don't sit down and think about that and end up doing something that's not getting them closer to that end game. So a lot of people ask me, like, oh, my God, you know, how did you end up in Panama? We know it was a fair, little wild. Fair, fair question with a great story. Okay. Right. Wild hair, right? But can you do it? Yes, you absolutely can. And so I think a lot of people don't really figure out like what would really make you feel um, happy, make you feel happy, make you feel retired, even if you're still working, make you feel like you know, that kind of thing. So figure out what, what it would be, what that looks like to you. What is your perfect day? I would say number one, before you do any kind of business, figure out what that is. Because a lot of times, even with like the, um, when I do my um, counseling for the local businesses, a lot of them will tell you, you know, what I really want is more time. Well, they're working 60, 80 hours, you know, mm -hmm. like it, can you hire somebody? Can you, can you, you know, like there are a lot of changes that you can make that you're not making because you haven't really thought of what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. And so I think that would be the, the number one thing is figure out what you really want and not in terms of a business, but in terms of your life and your lifestyle and your kind of, I want to say end game, but I don't mean like when you die, but I mean like in 10 years. Yeah. The end game for the business, like where, where do you want to see the business but not just the business. Not, it's not oh. even actually the business. What I'm saying is like, where do you want your life to be in 10 years? So do you want to still have that business in 10 years? Do you want to have sold that business? Do you want to have 100 people working for you? Do you want to have 16 partners, zero partners? You know, um, do you want to be able to go to the beach in the morning and work in the afternoon? What is it that you really, really, really want to do? I mean, some people love working and want to work all day long. Some people want to be able to work, you know, whenever they feel like working. Some people would be okay if they could do seasonal. You know, I work a month or two and then I take a month or two off. What kind of business would allow you to have that lifestyle? Like you kind of need to figure all that out mm -hmm. first, I think. And then, so that'd be my number one. And then my number two, I would say is clarify everything. Like get as clear as day on that first point. And then about what you want to do. I think like not being able to, to articulate what you want to do. Like when I first started, when we, our podcast, I was fumbling and mumbling because I wasn't 
I was like caught off guard because I didn't actually realize we were recording. <laughs> That's what we do here at Invest Yourself. We try and throw you off guard. <laughs> so, so you want to be able to articulate like what you do and who you're doing it with, to, at, for, whatever. You want to really be able to say that like as succinctly as possible. You know, whether you want to do like a 30 minute elevator pitch or however, but get it down to, you know, really what you do and who you're doing it for with whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that would be number two. And then the number three would be um, probably, probably, let's see. Oh, there would be so many more right after that. But um, I I think I would say you would want to do some sort of a blueprint before you start. So once you clarify what you want to do, get some sort of a plan in action. And and as we all evolve, let it evolve. You know, don't hold yourself to, oh my God, this is what I said I was going to do and I have to do this and both. No, I mean, we all evolve. You know, when you first start a business, it's this. When, you know, a year or two years or five years later, when you look at it, it's like over here and gone this way and this way and this way. That's okay. You know, that is okay, but just start it. So kind of have a, that should have been number three, just start. <laughs> just start. So the yeah, four let's, tips let's you amend. Have, Yeah, exactly. We amend, got tip we're getting tip four tips here. Like I and asked for three, start. she's providing four. Just start, just clarify your, your have the blueprint, clarify the, the blueprint, but also clarify what you want to do and find out what makes you happy would probably yeah. be a summary of number one or where yeah. you want, what you want to be doing to be happy and th- those are th- honestly um those echo not exactly but in feeling what other tips have been given to us here at investing yourself from uh, other other guests they they said find what makes you happy yeah i think okay so like say you were the digital marketing agency mm-hmm. person right yeah you want a digital marketing agency do you want to um, like you want to be a one man show and do it all yourself? No. Do you want to outsource it all? Do you want to do a little bit and outsource? I mean, cause some people start a digital marketing agency because they have like a love of graphics or a love of SEO or something, you know, maybe they want to still do a part of that themselves and, you know, want to outsource the rest, or maybe they want a partner, you know, maybe they're really great at, outsourcing it, but they're horrible at the marketing side, or maybe they want to have different partners. Maybe, you know, I just think like there's so many different ways you can, you know, run a business, slice now. a pizza, run slice a business. A pizza. Exactly. I like that. I like that. Slice so, a pizza. So I think everybody needs to figure out what it is for them. And the same thing with the school, you know, my way to, um, to start the school was to do a brick and mortar, which thinking back was the funniest, craziest thing. Why did I want a brick and mortar? I never wanted a brick and mortar. Like, why did I do that? Literally, like I got some crazy idea in my head that I could do a school better than everybody else in Panama is basically how it started, I think. And just went with it, but didn't stop and say, you know, this is not in my life plan. Why am I creating a brick and mortar when I don't want to be, you know, tied down to a brick and mortar? So now that I, exactly, exactly. But, you know, once I started it, it kind of, you know, what I did was I got it once I actually, you know, when I, I'm kind of a crazy person, but when I get something in my head, like I can't get it out of my head, I keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. So I did, I started it, I got it, but you know, I quickly realized, what am I doing? Like, this isn't really my thing. So that's why, you know, you get other people that can come in. I, from the minute I started it, I didn't accept cash because I knew somebody else was going to come in and I didn't want them accepting cash. So I did stuff that, um, when I first started it, knowing I don't want to be sitting in here every day. (laughs) Yeah. You, you, you started putting in the place, the tools necessary for you to be like a hands-off boss. Exactly. You could come in when you wanted, but exactly. majority of the time it runs itself. And I love that idea of a business, whether it be a brick and mortar or an online business that pretty much runs itself and you just have to do maintenance on it. Right. Well, I mean, I'd like to say it's that that clean and smooth. It's not quite so much, but I mean, yes. like some, 
Somebody right. will start. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody will start. Yeah. Well, now, now that I've moved it online, I mean, I've 10 times the business since I moved it online. I mean, it's, it's, and I haven't even gotten started here. Like really. Um, so exciting. It's, it's only a few years old. It's already 10 times itself. No, I mean, I, I pivoted it like in May. May of last year. Yeah. So since May, I have 10 times to the business. So the title of your next book is how to make a school 10 times more profitable. I'm guessing something along those lines or 10 times, 10 times the profit of a school or something. Well, if you think about like, I, I had a little mini school, it was only, you know, like it was like a little bitty school and it was literally five mile radius. I mean, nobody, you know, how many people can I get in there? Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was going online was, I, I think that I didn't really do it before because of the Latin culture wasn't all about online. Mm -hmm. And so because of COVID, I had to put it online and they had to take classes online. And so now everybody kind of knows that they can and that it works. And you're the, the go-to school to go to. Oh, it's so, yeah. So anyway, so enough I'm about just... the school, it's fun. I'm just going to shoot, uh, shoot this. Apparently some schools in North America are having problems with online teaching. Oh yeah. There's yeah. a possibility that you yeah. can have that market completely owned because you've done it. You've taken a brick and mortar and put it online in a community that wasn't used to the online. So we're actually doing some training here in Panama um, for um, a nonprofit to show them how to use Zoom so that they can use Zoom for, so that they can teach on Zoom. That's... And so we're, and I don't even use, I have my own platform. So my school has, but I, you know, I know how to use Zoom. I know how to teach them how to use Zoom. So I created a whole class and it's a two day seminar that we're getting. <laughs> wow. Because they needed it. It was, you know, it, it was a nonprofit. Sense. They needed it. And it's really, I mean, yeah, the whole education industry needs to be revamped desperately. Yeah, and I, that was also one of the things um, when you talk about what your company does, messaging is really, really, really important. And um, my messaging for my company is not dialed in yet as much as like exactly where I want it. So that's what I've been working on more than anything. System, I'll tell you exactly what I've been working on. Making sure I've got like it systematized as much as possible mm -hmm. without, without um, going overboard yet because I'm not really totally like where I want it to be. So I'm trying to do like, not patchwork systems, but- But get, putting something in see, place for now and see, right. okay, now it's in place, where are the hiccups? Is this a good flow? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, I'm kind of in that stage right now. So I think systematizing is one of the big things that companies um, don't look at enough that they should look at enough. That's one of the things. Um, I, I think I mentioned, but I have the power profit formula. So that's one of the things that I, I do look at um, when I am consulting with a company. But anyway, and then the other thing, and the first thing that every company that's already up and going and before you start should look at is messaging. Like, are you articulating exactly what it is that makes you different, that makes you a company? Um, have you ever read Blue Ocean? I think no, it's I called... Uh, okay, so since I didn't look at this up before the podcast, it's I have no like idea who the author is, if the if the name of the book, but it's something called like the Blue Ocean or something like that. And basically, what it is is it's a it's a marketing book, and the Red Ocean is where you know like when sharks bite, yeah, the they of the water, blood. It's all the water's bloody. That's where all the people are, right? All right, I found out who it's by. It's by okay. W. Chan Kim and Renee Mogborg. I probably destroyed their name. Blue Ocean Strategy. Okay. So if you've never read the book, a little bit of a synopsis again, but it's basically the chumming of the water is where all of the people are, right? Mm -hmm. You want the blue ocean. You want to be that one person in the middle of just blue waters. Everybody thinks that it's almost impossible. You know, everybody is like doing something already right mm -hmm. so that's true 
you, you're not reinventing the wheel. I am not the first person to have a consulting company. I am not the first person to have a, a language, language school. school. Yeah. Right. So what is it that makes you different? And that's what you really need to work on with your messaging. And so with my school, what the blue ocean of that school is, is that it is, um, group classes. A lot of the big ones are um, one-on-one classes. And so what I'm doing is group classes and I'm still working on the messaging on how to get that out like succinctly. But that it is it is a, um, a very different concept because um, like the, the really, really, really big player in the market, they do group classes, but they do group classes where um, you just kind of come in and out of the classroom whenever you want to, like, um, it's not you know, scheduled you, like a proper school. Exactly. And I am doing it and it's so much more complicated and so much crazier, but it's so much more effective. Mm-hmm. It really is. And so the, the way that I'm doing it is almost like a real school. Like I have one class, same teachers, same kids, and they stay in the the same group for like 12 weeks and I don't follow the natural um I don't follow the traditional thank you the traditional um teaching language teaching either no and so it's yeah because it doesn't work one it probably doesn't work or it doesn't work okay I'm taking your word for it. It doesn't work. I'm telling you from experience that I did traditional trying to learn Spanish my whole life and never learned it. I literally got a minor in Spanish and went to Spain and couldn't understand anyone. <laughs> like, hi, how are you? I was like, excuse me, what did you say? I have literally, a minor in Spanish, but apparently it doesn't work. <laughs> I didn't understand anybody. Couldn't say anything. It was crazy. Yeah. All right. Didn't yeah, work. No. I love how you're disrupted. You're a disruptor now in the language school because you're changing the way the big players, well, the big players doing it one way. You're like, that's an okay way, but this is actually the best way because school, having a, a concrete teacher going in and knowing every week I'm going to see the teacher. So I know how this teacher teaches. It helps me go on. That's why school is the way it is. Now, the education system that needs to work but the uh, the blueprint pretty much of keeping a student with the same teacher week in and week out it's been proven yeah it's been proven yeah countless times but a disruption like you're doing is great and i wish we had more time but we're running out of time so no worries no worries so fun it, it's a it's amazing so as a big thank you to all my guests here at the uh, who come on to the invest in yourself digital entrepreneur podcast I give you the last five minutes pretty much to sell yourself. So thank you. You can talk about anything you want to talk about your school, your business, um, anything really. It's all yours. And uh, go ahead. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you, audience. Um, as you can tell, I'm super passionate about uh, marketing. I think it's fun. It's exciting. But um, I also studied a lot of geek out on marketing. So it is something that um, I definitely know. And I look at with my businesses that I consult, I also look at uh, the financial side. I have an entire system that I go through. It's called the power profit formula. And I actually have an online system (laughs) where um, that I use with my clients. And so I will go through. um, It's about 40 different points that I can go through with each of my clients and you can read about it um, like you were talking about in the book Um, but I I would go through each of those points with the clients just to figure out where the gap is where your company is um, not doing exactly what it is that you want it to be doing so the first thing I always do with my clients is find out you know, where they personally want to be and get them to align that with their business. Because that's where most businesses, I think, go wrong is they don't align that first part. And then, um, and then I break down, like literally go through um, and look at each part of their business and just try to figure out where they're missing parts, where we can really make those very small changes, but, you know, like small incremental changes that will make just huge, huge quantum um, leaps in what they do in their business. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, it's called the Power, Power Profit Formula. And if you want to find out more about that, you can find me 
on ericalary.com. You hear that thing going by? Sorry. All right. No worries. <laughs> or powerprofitformula.com. Yes, I can hear. Eh, there we go. And of course, one huge thank you for Erica for being on the show, giving us all this amazing, one amazing story about how you started your career, where your career is going, how you pivoted your career pretty much into a different field, which that's amazing. Um, and just for being giving so much value to the, the guests and the listeners here. I can't thank you enough, Erica. Um, I will be inviting you back next year because I want to see where your business, your school is and where your consulting business is. Are you still in the business of schools or are you on a business, another business? Did you go into ice cream? Who knows what <laughs> area Erica is going to disrupt next? Um, hopefully it's not podcasting because I, I can't deal with that right now. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. It's okay. not even in my sights. Good, good. I, I have at least a good two-year run before she'll catch up to me. Um, Erica, thank you so much for being on. I will send you that folder. Uh, my awesome. pleasure to help you out. I'm Phil. She's Erica. This is Invest in Yourself. Have a great day, guys. Guys, how awesome was that? Like her story about her just jumping into it and just flying down to a Latin American country, didn't know the language, didn't know the people, and boom, she created this world-class business that is just striving on top of her consultant business my god uh she's an inspiration uh something that i'm probably going to end up doing one day if i can just jump on a plane once all this is over but uh, yeah that's uh the goal and you guys can help me actually um if you guys send me an email uh to book at feelbetterinc.com that's b-o-o-k at feelbetterinc.com so that you guys can be one of the first to find out when I release my book because it's at the editor right now. Everything's going good. Uh, we're fixing everything else up. It's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. But again, make sure you check out Erica's website. I'm subscribed to her newsletter because I'm always on it because it's a great. She's been helping me with her content. And uh, that's uh, that's the show. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, invest in yourself.